Armoire makes getting dressed easy. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, you can build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five-minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic, personalized closet. The styles will show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, you just swap them out for more new-to-use styles. Since having kids, I have kind of lost my personal style and I'm using Armoire to help me find it again while trying out different brands and styles without having to add more physical stuff to my wardrobe. And I have a few events that are coming up that I know I am going to want some fancier items to wear than the items that I own. And I don't really want to go shopping for items that are going to sit in my closet without being worn after that one day. I hate the waste that that creates and I love that Armoire allows you to rent high quality designer clothing for any occasion and then send it back. I'm just really grateful that I have Armoire to help me dress for the occasion without having to add something to my closet permanently that I know I'm only gonna be wearing once. Right now, my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armwire.style slash minimalish. That's armwire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash minimalish to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try armwire today. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and... 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome to Minimalish. I'm your host, Desiree, and this is a podcast about minimalism, sort of. It's a podcast about how living with less stuff and less distractions can help us focus on what's most important. So what you'll find here, of course, we will talk to cluttering and living with less, but we'll also talk about the important things in life and how to approach them intentionally. We'll approach topics of motherhood, home life, relationships, work, our health, and the important things in general that fill up our days. And what you won't find here, a perfectionist version of minimalism. I'm a mom, a full-time teacher, and a podcaster, and I've found the version of minimalism that you may find on Instagram or Pinterest to be unattainable. We aren't minimalism purists here. We're simply focused on living with less in a way that's realistic to us. It's a version of minimalism I personally like to call minimal-ish. The goal is not living with less for the sake of less here, or to make sure our homes make us look like a minimalist. The goal is living with less in a real way so that we can have more time and space and energy to focus on what matters most. I'm so glad you're here. Let's dive into this week's episode. Hi friend, welcome back to Minimalish. I'm your host Desiree. 
Today, I am bringing you a guest episode with Katie Lewis, who is the founder of Dear Mushka. If you haven't heard of Dear Mushka, it's a scripture-based jewelry company, and Katie is passionate about women remembering God's word, feeling equipped to do their day-to-days because of it. She's also the mom of four boys, ranging from 10 months to seven years, and she's got a fifth baby on the way. So today, we are actually going to hear from Katie about her daily rhythms with her family. While her company is faith-based, this episode can apply to everyone. We do talk a little bit about how she incorporates prayer and scripture throughout her day, but that can really apply to anything that is important to you that you'd want to incorporate throughout your day. It's more so about how we create our rhythms around our values. So whatever your values are, apply this episode to that. I love this conversation with Katie because it really is like talking to a friend. She's very real about what life is like with four kids and trying to run a business as well and homeschooling them. So while her specific situation might not look like yours, the kind of principles behind how she builds these daily rhythms and just different things she builds into her days with her kids can just help us build our own. As we are in the back-to-school season right now, it is the perfect time to kind of build new daily rhythms as a change is happening for many of us when we might be sending kids back to school or starting up school if we do school at home. It's a good time to kind of do a reset and build new daily rhythms if what we're currently doing isn't working. We also talk about quiet time because it is something that really helps Katie get done what she needs to get done throughout the day. And it was something I wanted to hear more about just how she continues to implement it with her older kids as well. So that's just a quick preview of a few things we talk about. And I did want to note that the audio is a little bit weird through the beginning of this episode. It's still very easy to hear and everything, but it just sounds like the internet connection was not 100% there. (laughs) So things are just like a little wobbly for a second. So just bear with me through that. It does get better as the episode goes on. One last thing before we get to this episode, Katie did give me a discount code for all of you for her shop. So you can go to dearmushka.com and use the code minimalish15. That code is good through the end of September if you want to check out her shop. All right, let's get to my conversation with Katie. I am so excited to have Katie Lewis on the podcast today. Um, Katie, before we get started, could you just tell our listeners a little bit about who you are and what you do before we dive into our conversation today? Yeah, absolutely. First, thank you for having me. I love what you do on this podcast and I'm excited for our talk. So I am Katie Lewis, married to Robert for 12 years. We have four boys, the first three through adoption. The fourth is biological and I am pregnant with our fifth surprise little baby. Uh, And we run a company called Dear Mushka. It's a Christian-based jewelry company. I do that from home, kind of in the margins of being a mom and a wife and all of those things. Well, that is awesome. And that is like a lot of things. So I, when, when I first kind of started, um, you know, following you and seeing what you're all about and what your company is all about, I was just thinking like your life is so, it it really like intrigued me just to see kind of the rhythm of your days. Cause you share like days in the life. So we're going to talk about that. Um, but before we get there, I do love, um, 
your company and the mission of it. So could you talk a little bit about like the story behind um, Dear Mushka and just like how that, how, how you started it, why you started it, all of that. Yes, absolutely. I'll try to keep it short because I know I could probably ramble for a while like a lot of us could. Um, so the company is called Dear Mushka. My mom is who called me Mushka growing up. It means little one with big eyes. It was like her term of endearment for me, which I think is so sweet. Uh, and she passed away right after Robert and I got married. And so there I was like, all of a sudden I was an adult and I actually wanted to hear this wisdom she could have offered me and she wasn't there. And so kind of in that loss, I decided to start a blog called Dear Mushka, which was just letters to my future children if they ever wanted the same information from me about our first years of marriage and what I was learning. And so I did that for a few years. And then we felt that God was calling us to adoption, which was totally out of the blue and unexpected, but I knew that it would be costly. And so I thought, I'm just going to start an Etsy shop, you know, do something a little bit creative on the side. I think I can probably come up with an idea. And so it was a natural fit just to call it Dear Mushka to like a tangible love letter to our kids. And so we started this jewelry company and long story short, uh, God blessed it. And it's now our full-time business. This is what we do. Yeah. I love that it, like how it evolved over the years and um, just that it helped you like fund your adoption and everything in the beginnings. Mm -hmm. And so it's just, it's amazing. And I love the jewelry that you all make. It's beautiful. So thank you for sharing that. What I really want to talk about today is the idea of rhythms. And when I first kind of set up this interview with you, I didn't even think that's what we were going to talk about until <laughs> I started exploring around your Instagram and seeing those um, days in the life. Because I think, you know, a lot of us have a lot going on. And mm -hmm. especially as, you know, if we're moms and we've got multiple kids or even just one kid, anything is a lot. <laughs> um, and, and we've got work in some capacity or whatever else that we, you know, put our, ourselves into, it just adds this layer of, it can, it can add chaos. But when I, I looked at your days with just the rhythms that you shared in your days and how you, you know, you run this business, but then you also seem to be very intentional, um, you know, present in your home with your kids, you homeschool them. So could you just talk a little bit first, could you kind of give us, it doesn't have to be necessarily a day in the life, but just kind of what does your day look like? Um, what rhythms do you keep as a family on a daily basis, if that makes sense? Yeah, absolutely. I love that question. Uh, I guess I should first say that our kids range from seven down to 10 months old. So I think that makes a difference based on how old your kids are. But that's where we are. We've got young kids and their boys, which maybe makes a difference too. Um, so I think I was really inspired by that quote that I'm sure a lot of us know from Annie Dillard in her beautiful book, The Writing Life, where she says, how we spend our days, it's of course how we spend our lives. What we do at this hour and that one is what we are doing. And so when we had just one child, I thought how I'm choosing to spend this day is ultimately going to add up to what my children remember in their childhood. And it, it's going to make up our whole lives. And so I need to be intentional with that time. So uh, with that being said, our days are very normal. You know, we all eat three times a day and we've got to keep our house cleaned up and we're trying to stick homeschooling in where it needs to go. And I have a job. Uh, and so really it just, it kind of looks like looking at our family and our children and seeing uh, what's the best way to do, say, say this, like 
when are attitudes the best? When are our children playing really well together? When is a good time for me to intervene? When do I need to figure out when I'm going to work and kind of plugging those into our day, you know, so we wake up and uh, we spend time together cooking breakfast in the morning. That's a great time for us to teach skills like unloading the dishwasher and making breakfast. And then I've noticed that our kids play really well. And so I just let them go off and I kind of do home related tasks. And then we gather together and we do our homeschooling and then I'll send them outside to play to burn off some energy. And then we do lunch uh, and then we do quiet time, which I think we might talk about in a little bit, but that's really important for our household, even though our kids don't take naps anymore. Everybody has a quiet time. And that's when I work during the day for a few hours. And then we gather together to get again for uh, snack time and maybe we read together, go do errands and then it's dinner. And I mean, you know, our days just kind of go like everybody else's, but I do try to be intentional um, and focus on pain points and kind of address those first for how we set up our rhythms. Yeah, I think kind of what intrigued me most is this idea that you do homeschool and you um are able to also like, you know, run your business <laughs> from home and uh-huh. with, with four boys, uh, you know, and homeschooling them. So I, I just loved kind of watching your days via social media, <laughs> what you share yeah. on there. So, uh, thank you for sharing that you had your business before you had kids, right? Yes. So whenever you started having kids, were your daily rhythms always like a thing that you know, from the beginning, you're like, all right, we have to have some kind of order because I've got to run this business. Or is it something that has changed over time? Um, What does that look like for you as kind of seasons change as your kids get older? Yeah. I mean, I definitely think some of it is just personality based. I've always been a structured routine person, even, you know, in high school when it was just me and I could do whatever I wanted. Essentially, I still found a lot of Uh, peace and just knowing, okay, this is kind of the order I do my days in, in the regularity. And so even as a single woman and then a newly married with a, without kids and then with a newborn, yeah, there are certainly, I mean, I was establishing some kind of rhythm Um, and then plugging work into where it needed to be plugged in. And then all of a sudden you have a baby and you're kind of working around nap times. And so you throw that into the mix too. But I think the beauty of life is that most of the time it happens slowly. And so you can kind of adapt in this area. Okay. Now I have a baby. So I've got some nap times. That sounds like a really good time to work. And then oh, okay, this child doesn't want to nap anymore. So what does that look like? What am I going to do instead to make sure that I'm able to get done what I have to get done, which is when we started implementing a quiet time in our house. So as soon as our kids stop taking naps, instead of saying, well, I guess you're just running around the house now, uh, we say, okay, you you are welcome to play in your room quietly with these bins of toys or with this audiobook because mama still needs to work. And I think it's beneficial for all of us to kind of have some time away from each other, especially as a homeschool family, we are together a lot. And so we can all go kind of retreat to our own areas and then uh, circle back together. But I think it's just one day at a time, truly. You know, if we look too far ahead, it can feel so overwhelming. Like already, I know I'm pregnant with our fifth child. What is that going to look like? I'm not totally sure, but I'm not there yet. And so I think it maybe wastes some energy trying to plan too far ahead. I just need to deal with today. That is so good. Thank you for that. And I love that. I love that idea of, okay, we, we can't really figure it out until it's here sometimes. Um, and yeah, the energy that we waste from worrying is 
or thinking about it and uh-huh. trying to over plan it <laughs> is a lot. Yes. And sometimes that's the only way we feel productive. I found like, okay, if I just think about this enough, I'll figure it out. But the truth is we don't know. I don't know what my kids' personalities are going to be like or or what, just what their needs are going to be. Maybe I'm going to end up with a kid that doesn't want a nap at all. And I've got to figure that out. Or, you know, we just one day at a time I've learned, I've learned. I wasn't always there, but I'm there now. It's just better. I hope you're enjoying today's episode. I want to take a quick break to thank our sponsors that are making it possible. My summer has been filled with all the good things, with park dates, with extra time outside, with my family, with cookouts, and just the amazing time off that comes with being a teacher. But really, what is not to love about summer? And I know we are saying goodbye to it soon, but it is not done yet. It's not over yet. I will say with everything that kind of fills up my calendar at this time of year, grocery shopping is always feeling just like one extra added thing that I have to do on top of it all. So I really love today's sponsor, Daily Harvest, for helping me find amazing and delicious fruit and veggie packed meals that keep me nourished. Daily Harvest delivers delicious food built on organic fruits and vegetables. You can choose from smoothies, flatbreads, harvest bowls, and more, all ready to enjoy in minutes. So. If I'm just getting back from a weekend trip or just feeling too busy to grocery shop or just not wanting to do it overall, at least Daily Harvest has my back. They help keep my freezer stocked with good food that's always ready when I am, and everything's farm to frozen to lock in peak nutrients and flavor. With Daily Harvest, there are tons of options for any time of day, and the best part is you don't have to go shopping, you don't have to chop anything, there's no heavy lifting involved. I am so excited for this next Daily Harvest order that I'm about to get. I can't wait to try their peach strawberry smoothie, which is one I haven't tried yet. Their summer options are delicious. Daily Harvest is committed to human and planetary health, which means they do their absolute best to ensure transparency and integrity when it comes to their ingredients and the humans who grow them. So it's really a win-win. You get delicious food and you know you're supporting a company that is doing good. You can stay busy through your end of your summer as things pick up, but still eat sustainably with Daily Harvest. Go to dailyharvest.com slash minimalish to get up to $40 off your first box. That's dailyharvest.com slash minimalish for up to $40 off your first box. dailyharvest.com slash minimalish. All right, let's get back to today's episode. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about quiet time. I would love to hear what quiet time looks like. You talked a little bit about it, but you have four kids of different ages. Like Mm -hmm. you said, they range from 10 months to seven years old. So although it's going to look different for you than maybe someone else listening, could you just talk about what that looks like for you? And then maybe like how you've encouraged your kids um, to... I don't know how to say it other than like actually listen, like stay in their rooms during quiet time whenever they might like not fully understand that yet. Yes. Well, I think one thing that was helpful is that we did it right away. So there wasn't ever a period where it was like, oh, you don't nap anymore. Come out and be with me. Oh, wait, we're changing our minds. Not that you can't do that. If you're listening right now and you're thinking, oh, a quiet time sounds really wise for our family. I think we want to implement that. You can certainly jump into it. But I think for our family, it helps that they went from napping to 
okay, you can choose not to fall asleep right now. Or for some of our kids, we said, please don't fall asleep right now because you can't fall asleep at night anymore. Um, and so right away, I would set the boundaries. So for us, that looks like them being able to play anywhere in their room that they want to. Uh, they don't have to stay on their bed. For some families, they choose to stay on their bed, but I've created rooms that are really safe. I'm not like worried about them damaging the rooms. Uh, and we have some bins of toys that are things that really engage their imagination, like magnetiles or little plastic animals, wooden blocks, just things that I've found they can play with for a long time. And they can choose one to two bins for their quiet time. And a lot of times we do an audiobook. Um, if you've never done audiobooks before, your library probably has a system where you can rent them for free, which is great. If you have little kids, the Magic Treehouse series is an awesome place to start. Or you can create like a Spotify playlist for them with some songs they love. I think sometimes just having something to listen to is beneficial. And we just say you must stay in your room. Uh, if you need to come out, the only reason you may come out is to go to the bathroom or an emergency. You know, the following things are emergencies. Your toe feeling warm is not an emergency, you know, and we, and we, we try to keep those boundaries. So, hey, if you come out and it's because of nothing, there might be a consequence for that uh, so that they learn this is serious and it's beneficial for everyone. Um, a question I get asked a lot is what if your kids share rooms, which Ours do. We have two in one room. We're about to have two in another room. And then the baby will have its own room. So at this point, our seven-year-old is in our playroom and our five-year-old will be in the living room. So, I mean, it's not like in your bedroom uh, with the door shut. You can kind of be wherever in the house, as long as you can be quiet and do your own thing. And that's how it's worked for us. I think just being consistent makes a huge difference. I love that encouragement. One thing I noticed is that uh, it seems like, you know, you really implement throughout your days, things that your family values and things that are important to you, specifically your faith and prayer and scripture is something you seem to implement, not only like in a morning quiet time or anything, but throughout your day as well. So how have you incorporated these things that kind of matter most to you and your family into your busy schedule? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, I grew up in a house where faith was kind of compartmentalized. Uh, maybe a lot of your listeners who are Christians did too. You know, it's like we go to church on this day and maybe we read the Bible together at this time and that's it. And it wasn't really talked about outside of those hours. And so for our family, we just saw the, I think when you see the value of something, uh, you decide that you want to implement it across the board. And so I know for, in my faith and for my own life, I am a horrible mom if I'm not praying. And uh, I am not a very good wife if I'm not studying scripture and just, and for my job, uh, you know, I mean, I need those things in my day-to-day -day moments. Um, and because I need them, I know that my kids need them too. I want that to be something I give them. And so we have just plugged them in across the board. When a child is upset, we pray together. Or when I need some wisdom, I open my Bible and let my kids see me doing that, asking God for help. And uh, so in the morning we pray together, we will usually open our Bibles and just read a chapter of scripture. And then, you know, we go off and then I might hear a fight in the playroom from our kids. And so I bring them together and we pray together and we talk about what God might say about that. And then off we go again, um, you know, maybe at lunch, we're memorizing a passage of scripture together in between listening to, I, who knows what the, I don't know, 
some weird shows soundtrack that my kids will play. I mean, it's just kind of woven in and out throughout our day. But I think when things are important to you, you figure out how to plug them in. You have to prioritize that. And then the rest kind of falls in line. Yeah, I love it. And I I love kind of seeing just the different ways that you did that throughout your day. Something else that you mentioned and uh, is, you know, teaching your kids skills and having them help with the dishes and things like that. So how is that? um, You know, how have you, I think a lot of us like want to do that and like want to incorporate chores, but there's so many ways to do it. Um, What does that look like for your family? Like as a part of your family rhythms? Yeah. um, I think part of that goes back to just deciding what's important to, you know, you as a family, I want to raise children who know how to take care of a house, who've been taught how to cook and empty the dishwasher and don't expect their mom or eventually my boy's wife to just do it all. And so I know that if we're going to get there, it requires me to teach them. It's not just going to happen on its own. They're never going to say, hey, that looks like a lot of fun. I think I'm going to do that every single day and learn consistency and hard work. And so from deciding that it's it's important to us, we have just decided to move forward in skills. And I know you talk so much about simplicity. For us, I realized like a chore chart was not simple. That, that added a complication to my life that I did not want to have to manage. So we have just taken it one thing at a time. So what's a skill that I would love for them to learn? We actually started with the dishwasher, I think, in part because when they woke up in the morning, they had all this energy and I wasn't quite ready to engage them yet. And so I thought a task right away would be perfect. It would teach them a necessary skill and it would give them something to do with their hands and with their little energy bodies bouncing around. Uh, And so I took time to teach them, which I think is important too, to say that none of this just happens naturally. You have to decide, okay, this might be complicated and add a level of stress or difficulty to my life for a week as we practice how you carry a knife from the dishwasher to the drawer or, you know, the glass cups that we use, Uh, but it pays off, I think. And when you start to see that right away, you think, okay, I'm like planting seeds and fruit is growing and we're learning together. Yeah. So good. I think that is part of the reason why I like some of us might feel like it's easier if I just do it, right? It's easier yeah. if I just yeah. do it because like it can be dangerous. We could break glass, like everything like that. But uh-huh. um, just the thought of like time, <laughs> little by little, you know, we maybe do, if we're talking dishes, like, okay, you know, they can't empty the silverware because that's maybe less dangerous than, than the, you know, glasses if they're younger and things like that, mm-hmm. just like slowly implementing, slowly adding to it. So I love that encouragement. Yeah, Um, I think it can also be really helpful to hear, like we're doing right now, just hearing from other families, like, what do your kids do? It can be a a confidence booster to realize, oh, she also has a five-year-old who's capable of this. And not that all children aren't different, but it it can really be helpful to think, okay, that five-year-old can make their bed or can dump clothes into the laundry or can water the garden, you know, oh, I can teach my child that too, rather than assuming they're way too young, they're never going to get it. We can encourage yeah. one another. Yeah, yeah. I find that my daughter, like, just she just wants to be with me, mm-hmm. and so she will enjoy those tasks most of the time because yeah. she's doing it, you know, in close proximity to me, even if I'm not doing the same thing as her. So she loves, you know, they like you said, they have so much energy. 
most many of them like by the time they're four and five like all day long they have energy so yes and they want to imitate what we're doing like you said she wants to be with you doing what you're doing so harness what's going on with her right now so that it just becomes a part of her daily life and you know she's not 13 and all of a sudden we're like okay this is what we expect of you when she no longer thinks it's quite as cool to be with you yeah exactly uh-huh. <laughs> um so if someone is kind of listening in and thinking, you know, not only just like, I want to teach my kids more daily skills, but also like, I want to incorporate more rhythms into my days, um, mm-hmm. maybe, you know, around things that are important to me, or just in general, like have a rhythm, like a quiet time, whatever, yeah. <laughs> um, whatever rhythms they might want to incorporate into their days. Um, how would you encourage them to get started with that? Like, do you have any first steps or encouragements that you can offer? The first thing that comes to my mind is uh, I like to use the term pain points. uh, And that is usually how I decide what I'm going to focus on. So what in my day is a consistent pain point? And like for us, an example would be morning time when I realized, okay, my children are waking up with all this energy Sometimes they're getting me out of bed. This is just not working. We are stressed and frustrated right away. We've got to change something. Uh, And so that's when we started implementing some certain rhythms. You know, they've got an okay to wait clock clock that tells them when they can come out of their room and I'm getting up before them. And okay, they've got a task to do right when they wake up. But I think when we focus on those pain points and we choose just one at a time, it allows us to really put our energy right there and decide what we're going to address and how we're going to address it without feeling so overwhelmed by, okay, our, our whole schedule is wild and we need to change it all, you know, start with one thing and then, okay, we've kind of got that in order. We're going to move to the next thing. So that could be something with your children, or that could be something just by yourself. Like I really would like to read more, or I would like to study scripture and pray more. How can I do that? I'm going to create some action steps. and I'm going to just try it out tomorrow. And then I'm going to do it the next day and the next day and the next day, just consistency. Well, thank you so much. I think that, you know, makes a lot of sense that we don't have to overhaul our whole day. And if we try to with kids, a lot of times that's going to face a lot of resistance. So just one thing at a time. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, thank you so much for this conversation. It's been so fun to just, you know, hear your encouragements and hear about your day. And like you said, I think, you know, if we just share our stories, our days, what our days look like. A lot of times that is encouraging, even though, even if it's not going to be like an exact transfer to someone else, it just gives us that encouragement that like, okay, this is possible to create more order or just to like, you know, revamp my mornings or quiet time with my kids or whatever it might be. Um, Before we go though, I have two questions that I like to ask every guest. So the first one is um, what's something in your life that you are simplifying right now? That's a good question. Um, I think I go back to a pain point that I recently noticed in our life was the time when our kids come out of their rooms from quiet time and I had just finished working. And I think we all are like excited to be together again, but my brain is kind of mushy and everybody wants a snack. And it just felt like, oh, this is kind of a stressful time again. And so I am simplifying that time. And what that looks like for me is that I have bowls of snack already on the dining room table for them. And instead of them going anywhere they want to eat that and being crazy, they sit down in their seat and we do a read aloud together. And it is working really well for them to just slowly adjust back into like being a part of the family. Um, And so we're just simplifying that time. 
Oh, I love that idea. It's nice. It's like almost probably extends a little bit of a quieter, calmer time. Yeah. It's kind of like an official reset. Like, okay, we're going to eat a snack. We're going to read together. And then we're going to finish the second half of our day. Yeah. I love that. That's a great idea. And my second question is what's something that you're loving right now? And it can be anything. What's something I'm loving? Okay. The first thing that comes to mind are these protein drinks, which sounds so lame, but (laughs) I feel like I I don't like protein naturally. I really struggle to get enough in, and my husband, he was probably influenced on Instagram by like an ad or something, but he got these drinks. They're slate protein drinks, which I'd never heard of before. Nobody tell me if they're like really horrible for you, but I think they have less sugar in them and they don't taste horrible. And so I'm willing to grab one when I really need some protein and it's easy. I don't have to make a protein shake. Um, so I'm loving those. I'll have to look into those. We, um, my husband and I are both teachers, so we're about to like go into a lot busier of a season here. Yes. <laughs> so we need like those grab and go type of things. You said it was okay. slate. Slate. Yep. Try huh. them out. Chocolate. I mean, it's good. <laughs> I'll have to try it. Well, thanks for sharing that. And thanks again so much for your time and for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me. This was great. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening in. I like to end each episode with a little challenge. And I think today's great application point for this episode really comes right at the end when Katie talks about how we can build rhythms around our pain points. So is there a pain point in your current routine, in your current schedule, in your current life at home with your family? Maybe you kind of anticipate a pain point as you go back to the school year Maybe it's trying to get everyone out the door in the morning, or maybe it is some other part of your day when everyone, maybe it's when everyone does get home from school. Whatever your day looks like, whatever kind of pain point there is that is just not working, how can you work on that part of your day, that part of your rhythm, build a new rhythm around it, and just see how it goes. Again, thank you for listening in. And if you like this episode, if you're loving the show, I would appreciate it so much if you share it with a friend or share it on social media, wherever you like to share things. I am always so grateful for you when you do that. And I will talk to you right back here again on the next episode. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.